How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Rolling Lines and Apples and Genos production. My name is Josh Hutchinson, and I'll be your host. I'm riding solo tonight, but I'm going to nonetheless try to help you make the moves to win your matchups this week. Let's go. Happy New Year. I hope you had a safe and happy holidays. There's a ton of hockey going on right now. There's there's the World Juniors. We got the the PWHL startup, which has been a lot of fun. It seems like there's there's a game almost every night or or day, which is which is really cool. Um really awesome that you can stream it free on on YouTube as well. Um so I've definitely been taking advantage of that. But um the World Juniors, um it's it it's still exciting hockey. The semifinals are tomorrow. Um, unfortunately, Canada is not going to be uh, participating in the semifinals. Uh, they were ousted by Czechia, um, but I, there's still a lot of really exciting prospects. A lot of a lot of guys that you probably have in your dynasty leagues. I think the U.S. specifically has a ton of really good players. But you got Yuri Kulich on on Czechia. You've got um, yeah, a ton of a ton of really great players um, that that have been drafted in the NHL so far. So definitely still worth a watch. Um, and in the NHL, we're back in full swing. Um, we've got we've got an off night tonight with just two games, but uh, we we are we are fully back from the holidays. So um, let's let's recap last week a little bit. So since the return from the Christmas break, Florida, Boston, Edmonton, and Carolina are all undefeated at four and zero. Um, it seems like all is well with the world there. Those those are four teams that you would expect to be um, at the top of the league. Uh, Carolina has really been banging on all cylinders, and specifically Sebastian Ajo, who has twelve points in those four games. He's been the, that is good enough for best in the league over that stretch since the Christmas break. Um, Andre Svechnikov and Connor McDavid both have nine points. So, so um, Svechnikov for all of those that have been asking in the mailbag for weeks about Svechnikov and what to do with him. Uh, I hope you held on. Uh, and Connor McDavid, same thing. He's, he's back into third in league scoring. He's just, just banging on, banging on all cylinders. He had a five point night last night. Um, and then we got a few other names. Gensel, Jake Gensel, Nate McKinnon, Sasha Barkov, Leon Dreisettle, Artemi Panarin, and Gustav Nyquist all had seven points in four games. Nyquist has just been been killing it lately, but uh, we'll talk about him a little bit later. So um, let's let's talk about the schedule planner. I'm going to change up the format a little bit of rolling lines. Just uh, yeah, making a few edits edits here to try and make things flow a little better. Um, the schedule planner. We're going to talk about. Thursday to Sunday um, for the rest of this week and uh, who are the best streaming teams and the worst. Uh, so Chicago and Winnipeg have three games with two off nights. Those are the best two schedules. Uh, Anaheim and Washington both have two games with two off nights. Calgary has three games with one off night. So if you're able to to, to get them in on at least one of the heavier nights, uh, Calgary is actually a pretty good streaming team there. Uh, and then in terms of in terms of poor streaming teams, Seattle only plays on the Thursday. So you can actually drop um, some fringe guys from there. And then next week, they actually have three games with zero off nights. So um, you're probably wanting to, to drop one of your Seattle streamers. Uh, and then next week, there's not really any advantage to any, to uh, picking any of these teams. None of them have really spectacular schedules next week. But uh, the teams with the best schedules next week are Dallas, Minnesota, and Philly. Um, they all have four games with three off nights. So if you're looking ahead to next week, if you have some extra ads at the end of the week, those are the teams you probably want to be picking guys up from. So now we're going to go to shift change. So we'll talk a little bit about about these these teams with good schedules and some players that that you may or may not uh, be able to stream from them. Uh, we'll start off with Chicago. I mean, uh, not a great streaming team, probably the worst in the league, honestly. Um, I mean, there's ton there's tons of people available outside of Connor Bedard. Everyone is is super available, so um, you'll be able to to pick some people up. But do you want to? I mean, ideally. I'm probably not picking anyone up from Chicago. Um, they're really bad and really injured right now. Um, you've got Taylor Hall out. You've got Seth Jones out. 
Um, it, it, it's 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 not looking good there in Chicago right now. Uh, even Anthony Bavillier went down with an injury in the last game. So um, Bedard's line mates are just are 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 going down like they're shot lately. Um, there's a lot of a lot of Twitter excitement about potentially. Uh, the Blackhawks signing Phil Kessel, I think that would be a lot of fun, but um, I don't think there's really any weight uh, to that to that rumor. Um, so, Philip Kurashev, he is probably the best streamer from this team. He's line one, power play one, definitely getting the best opportunity. 3% rostered. He actually has five points his last five games. Uh, his underlying numbers are terrible, uh, both on ice and individual, but his deployment is really good, and he's getting 18 to 20 minutes a night, so... Really, he's, uh, I mean, if you're going to stream anyone from Chicago, he's probably your guy. Uh, Kevin Korchinski is another guy that maybe you want to you wanna give a shot to. He's getting the power play time. He's getting more minutes now that Seth Jones is down. But, uh, I, I mean, he's not really, really a, a great streamer either. He doesn't have uh, the best underlying numbers and really hasn't had a ton of production there. Um, the thing about streaming guys that are on the power play is if it's a bad power play, I mean, you're, you're probably not... Uh, gonna get that much of a bump but uh yeah if you're if you're desperate in a deep league uh, kevin korchinski is is a guy that's there too he's only one percent rostered in yahoo leagues uh winnipeg um uh, they have a few guys uh nino niederreiter is 27 percent rostered in yahoo leagues he has four goals and five points in his last five games uh he's only line three power play two and getting about 15 minutes per game typically so um not the worst streamer in the world but not the best um he's kind of one of those guys that goes hot and cold um right now he's on a bit of a hot stretch um despite his deployment he's playing with adam lowry and mason appleton on that third line so um not really getting exposure to the best players so i mean you you can uh you can bring niederreiter in if you want he he gets you hits too he spreads the categories a little bit so um maybe a little bit of extra value there cole perfetti 21 percent rostered he has three assists in his last five he is line two power play two he's been knocked off power play one unfortunately um he has absolutely elite individual numbers nate and blake have been talking about this a lot on their shows um he's 10th in the league in individual scoring chances four per 60 and individual course four per 60 and 15th in shots per 60 over his last five games um just at, right at the top of the league um he had 16 45 time on ice last night after a long stretch of nights uh, with 13 to 14 minutes so maybe that's a sign of things to come for perfetti maybe maybe things are are looking up for him a little bit but um i mean it's one game uh, i i am there's not a ton of the top players that are available for winnipeg i i, I still think perfetti is a viable streamer here um al ayafalo is line two power play one he just keeps getting endless opportunities despite not really doing much with it. Uh, he has two goals uh, in his last three games, so I guess I guess he's doing a little bit there, but his underlying numbers have been pretty terrible. Um, yeah, I mean, he must just be a really great guy uh, because uh, even in L.A., he, he just got top-line opportunity after top-line opportunity there and uh, it didn't really do a, a ton with it. Um, and the same goes goes for him here in Winnipeg. Uh, Neil Pionk, uh, Brendan Dillon, Dillon DeMello are all pretty decent for for peripherals, hits and blocks. Uh, Pionk a little bit better for um, for hits uh, and, and Dillon as well. Uh, DeMello, DeMello gets uh, a decent amount of blocks. Uh, and then Anaheim, they're also a pretty dire situation, uh, but they have a ton of guys that are available. Um, Troy Terry is out with an injury right now, so that's not really great. And actually... Um, uh, I, I just read that Ryan Strom is not going to play tonight against the Leafs, so not really sure what's going on with him there. It says it's an upper body injury, according to Yahoo, so um, we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye out for that. But there are a few other guys. Uh, uh, the first name, which is which is super interesting, he'll be very available. Is Sam Carrick? He's actually been playing on power play one since Troy Terry went down. A uh, bit of a surprise there. Uh, Sam Carrick's a guy whose underlying numbers have not been great. He's kind of He's he's a fourth line grinder, um, hits a little bit. I mean, I, it's kind of a Stephen Nason situation in in Carolina where you're like, why the heck is this guy playing on the power play? Um, although Stephen Nason actually did show a little bit under the, under the hood, whereas Sam Carrick uh, shows basically nothing. So um, that's a bit of a nothing burger. But you know, he is getting that exposure to power play one. So um, that's I mean, that's nothing to to. Uh, 
that's nothing to sniff at, I, I I suppose. But Anaheim's power play, also not very good. And then you also don't have Troy Terry on it right now. So um, I don't know. If you want to pick up Sam Carrick, you definitely can. Jamie Drysdale is probably a better pickup. Uh, he's 18% rostered still only. Uh, he is playing on power play one as well. He's pretty much since he's been back from his injury, he has been he's been quarterbacking that power play. Uh, Pavel Minshikov has been pushed way down the lineup and has not really been playing much um, in terms of time on ice. So um, uh, Jamie Drysdale is, is definitely definitely a decent streamer. Cam Fowler playing tons and tons of minutes, 25 to 30 a night lately, uh, 34% rostered. He's actually getting uh, some power play two time. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, getting a, a similar amount of ice time on the power play as, as Jamie Drysdale. So um I mean, he's definitely a guy that, that you can pick up. He, he fills, uh, he gets some blocks as well. Uh, and then in terms of periffs, uh, Radko Gudis and Il- uh, Ilya Labushkin are both good for hits and blocks. Labushkin is much more available than Gudis. Uh, Gudis is better on hits. Labushkin better on blocks. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I was going to say Ryan Strom, but he is out with an injury. So, um, uh, we'll have to see who plays with Zegers tonight because Strom was getting exposure there. So, uh, I'm sure their, their, their line combinations will be mixed up, but at the moment we don't know what they are yet. Uh, the Washington Capitals, uh, we've got Max Pacioretty back in the fold. He is not playing on the power play yet, uh, according to last game lines and according to natural statric. So um, th- there was a uh, potential for him to get on the power play tonight. Uh, but yeah, so far that it seems like they're just easing him in. And he's playing 5v5 with Dylan Strom, which actually ups Strom's value a little bit because he's actually been knocked off of power play one, um, or sorry, uh, knocked off the top line, but he is playing power play one. Um, it was with, with uh, Matthew Phillips and Max or, or sorry, Hendrix Lapierre, uh, oh man, Max Lapierre. I haven't haven't thought about that guy in a long time. But uh, uh, Matthew Phillips and Max Pacioretty. There we go. The f- little little uh, little slip up of the of the tongue there. Um, but yeah, that definitely ups up Strom's value uh, with a finisher like Pacioretty on that line. But uh, last game, Strom only played eleven thirty, so that's uh, not super great for. Her for his value but um yeah definitely definitely a guy that you could be streaming right now uh with washington's uh nice schedule to finish out the week anthony mantha five percent rostered he's line two power play two uh his opportunity has been um has been diminished a little bit he's he's kind of cooled off since his his little hot stretch uh last week or the week before uh, and then if getting his nets off he's 11 percent rostered he's line one power play one still getting tons of opportunity actually has a goal tonight he hasn't had a point in a while uh but he has a 5v5 goal uh assisted by ovechkin and martin Fervari. so big koozie not the right big koozie but uh uh he's he's doing something here so uh maybe if he's if he's available there, uh, go ahead and pick him up. Uh, and then the Calgary Flames, uh, they've got Igor Sharangovich on line one, power play one. He's playing tons of minutes. He's twenty six percent rostered. Um, so yeah, I pick him up for that opportunity. I think. And then Jonathan Huberto had a goal last night. Finally, uh, he is st- he is down to thirty percent rostered. He's playing five v five with uh, Sharangovich actually and Elias Lindholm. So not bad deployment for him five v five. They actually played a ton of minutes uh, last night. Um, he's still on power play too, but uh, I don't know. If you're feeling like uh, things are going to turn around for Huberto, uh, maybe uh, maybe maybe pick him up for for a little stream here if you can fit a, a flame into your lineup. Um, and then in terms of drops, I think, uh, anyone on Seattle after Thursday, you could drop, uh, almost anyone. Um, there's guys like, uh, Eli Tolvin and, uh, is it Eli or Ellie? I'm not sure. Um, Vince Dunn is definitely a guy you'd hold on to. Oliver Bjorkstrand, maybe you hold on to, um, that Tolvana Bjorkstrand and, um, Yanni Gord line has been awesome all year. They've been getting tons of minutes, um, which is really nice. Uh, but Tolvin is, uh, has been, has been wicked uh for for seattle this year so um i i mean you still might consider depending on the depth of your league you might you might want to drop those guys but uh definitely definitely guys that i'd I'd be considering keeping um and then let's hit the power play planner so the i'm actually changing what the power play planner is so i'm actually going to look at power play trends and and changes on um the uh deployments of different teams power plays and just interesting little tidbits uh that you want to look out for so 
I, I have down here, the Arizona Coyotes have been rocking an Alex Kerfoot, Nick Schmaltz, Clayton Keller, Matias Michelli, and Sean Dursey power play one. Love Michelli. Uh, he's, he's been really awesome this year, really taking a step, shooting a ton more. Um, just an incredibly skilled player uh, with tons of upside. Uh, Alex Kerfoot, I don't love that he is still on power play one, but uh, to each their own. Uh, I think they could be doing better with that, um, but maybe maybe they're just they're just looking for uh, for a setup guy. I don't I don't really know um, what what his role is there. Uh, the Boston Bruins have Morgan Geeky lately playing on power play one and playing with. Pasternak and Zaka 5v5 so he's actually getting primo deployment the last little while his minutes have gone way up um so yeah maybe Morgan Geeky is is a viable streamer um going forward what we'll see I don't love his underlying numbers but he is getting that opportunity nonetheless in Boston unlike uh those prior teams that I mentioned actually has a good power power play um and uh yeah anytime you get exposure to David Pasternak I think that's uh, that's a good situation to be in so definitely keep an eye out for Morgan Geeky Columbus is rocking with Johnny Gaudreau and the Russians the Russians being that Russian line of Kirill Marchenko uh Dmitry Voronkov and Igor Chinnikov and then Ivan Provorov has taken power play one duties with Zach Wierenski out um not the biggest fan uh, of that power play one but that's probably is the best they have right now uh line a's out with an injury um and that russian line has been pretty decent uh, they've cooled down a little bit since since they've um since uh, they kind of were red hot a couple weeks ago but um yeah and johnny gaudreau has has seemingly found his game a little bit again he's been he's been getting on the board pretty consistently so um definitely like him there he's actually he's actually more available than you would think so uh, maybe maybe take a look and see if he's on your waiver wire because i would definitely take a flyer on johnny gaudreau right now um the detroit red wings have robbie fabry has made an appearance on power play one with kane to bring hit larkin and cider that's a really nice spot for Robbie Fabry he's he's a really efficient uh, player when he's healthy so um yeah definitely take a flyer on Robbie Fabry uh Minnesota Wild uh they've got tons of injuries right now Kirill Kaprizov is the big one he just went on the IR and that's really unfortunate um they still have some weapons there Matt Boldy Marco Rossi uh Joel Erickson Eck are on power play one Jared Spurgeon playing the point and then they've got Ryan Hartman who's kind of uh, he's been heating back up again, despite, um, not playing on the top line with Caprizov and Zuccarello for the last little while. Zuccarello actually has hurt as well. Um, so, but, uh, I actually don't really hate this power play. I think that's, that is definitely the best five that they have. Um, so uh, they're going to be rocking with that, uh, for the time being, at least with as long as Caprizov and Zuccarello are out. So um, I'd definitely be taking flyers on any of these guys. Marco Rossi has been awesome uh, the last little while. He's kind of coming into his own. So yeah, he's a guy that I would consider um, I would consider picking up. Uh, and next week, Minnesota actually has a really good schedule, as I mentioned before. Um, Nashville, uh, Gustav Nyquist uh, has, has been kind of a mainstay on the top power play. I just wanted to discuss him a little bit because uh, he has nine points in his last six games. I've seen a lot of people picking him up lately. Um, in terms of sustainability, his underlying numbers are terrible. Um, he And his on-ice numbers are a little bit better. Um but not great, but really, I think he's just, he's been stapled to Ryan O'Reilly and Philip Forsberg. Philip Forsberg has been unbelievable this year. Um, he has uh, been very healthy and has just been, been firing at a ridiculous clip. Like this guy is, this guy's on a 91 point pace, 40 goal pace. Um, yeah, which would be career highs for him. So um, I really like the situation for Philip Forsberg um and if if you drafted him you you should be you should be very happy about that but yeah ryan o'reilly reaping the benefits as is gustav nyquist um i definitely would not be running out to grab grab nyquist despite this this opportunity i think i think it's a bit of a flash in the pan for him um the senators uh have put thomas shabbat back on power play one since he's been back from injury there was a lot of speculation that maybe it'd be jake sanderson um, maybe he would stick there, but Thomas Shabbat just going right back to power play one. Uh, still think that Chikrin is probably the better option, but um, yeah, I, I, I mean, Shabbat has has been the guy for the last few years, so so maybe they're just trying to find the magic that they've had in the past. 
Uh, and then uh, the last team I wanted to touch on is the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, I feel like they've finally loaded up that top power play with pretty much the best that they've got. Um, right now it's Sean Couturier, Travis Konechny, Owen Tippett, Morgan Frost, and Cam York. Um, so yeah, like I said, I think that's as close to a loaded up power play one as Philly can get. But they are still splitting time 50-50 with the second unit. Uh, I Man, Torts, figure it out, buddy. Um, and maybe put Cam Atkinson up there too. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Maybe that's too many shooters on, on, on one power play. Um, but, uh, and maybe that's why you got Morgan Frost there. But, but yeah, I, I, uh, I just wish that they would rock uh, without power play. Their power play is terrible right now uh, overall uh, on the season. So they're right at the bottom of the league. So I don't see why you wouldn't just try uh, to, to go with your best guys and just leave them out there. But uh, to each their own, I guess. Uh, torts, torts will be torts. All right, let's go from to from zero to hero. Um, so we'll take a look at a few goaltending situations around the league. Scott Wedgwood is still starting for the Dallas Stars. Oh, uh, Jake Ottinger has resumed skating, but he has not returned yet. Uh, Wedgwood has an 896 and, um, over that, that span, but uh, Dallas does have six wins in the nine games. So not performing fantastically, but definitely still an option. He's getting volume. Um, so... Uh, a guy that if he is still on your waiver wire, he likely isn't. Um, he's well over 50% rostered now, um, but I would definitely be picking him up. Alex Lyon has started three straight games for the Detroit Red Wings. He has a 917 save percentage on the season, which is by far the best out of the three goalies in Detroit. Uh, Huso's injured right now. Reimer has been awful. So I think they're just going to roll with Alex Lyon for a little bit here. So uh, if he's out there as well, um, definitely be be taking a flyer on Lyon, despite Detroit being kind of brutal lately. But um, volume is something that is super valuable this year. Um, we've talked for weeks uh, about three goaltender carousels and these goalie tandems, these straight goalie tandems. Um, but at, at a certain point, uh, in the year, these bubble teams that need wins are are going to be trying to find some consistency with goaltending. Um, and if they have a hot guy, they're going to probably run with him. So this is where you're going to start finding these zero G gems that you can hold on to for the rest of the season. Alex Lyon very well may be one of those guys. Calvin Pickard has a 904 on the season. Uh, backing up Stuart Skinner. Skinner has actually been one of the worst goalies in the league in terms of goal save above expected. According to Money Puck, he's bottom five in the league. Um, he's been a little better lately, but yeah, it's been a tough year for Stuart Skinner. Uh, Pickard, I mean, has been slightly better, so maybe keep an eye out for that. He had a good game the other night. Um, so I don't know. Maybe th maybe there's a bit of a, a share that that's going to go on here, but I imagine they're probably just going to stick with Skinner because he's the guy that they know. Um, Minnesota has lost three straight since Philip Gustafson has gone down. Fleury, Marc-Andre Fleury is still playing pretty well, though. He has a 9.23 in two-plus games. Um, that, that third game, uh, he didn't start, uh, but that was the game that Gustafson got hurt. Um, so, yeah, he, he still has been playing well. It's just Minnesota has, has struggled to, to get into a flow offensively um, with with all the injuries that they have up front right now. Um, Nico Dawes is the most interesting name on the Zero-G board right now. Um, he uh, has started tonight for the New Jersey Devils. He's allowed three goals on 19 shots, so not the, not the best performance in the world. He had a really good game the other night against... The Ottawa Senators, where he stopped 25 of 27. Um, but New Jersey, they're desperate. They're desperate for consistency. They're another one of those teams that's that's kind of right on the bubble. They're trying to secure a playoff spot. Uh, Vitek Vanacek has been awful. Akira Schmid also been awful. He's been sent down to the minors. They like Nico Dawes going forward. Um, and uh, I, I think that he he could get a little run here unless he blows his game against Washington. We'll we'll see. He's actually played just three games this year in the AHL with a 2.39 goals against average and a 9.29 save percentage. Uh, pretty solid uh, numbers there, but a really small sample size. Uh, I imagine that's probably injury related. Um, so uh, we'll see. He is a higher high, uh, I, he, he's a pretty highly touted prospect. 
Um, and uh, I, I think he was ahead of Akira Shmid on the depth chart um, last year, but uh, Shmid ended up just, just kind of getting hot and, and running with it. So um, Nico Dawes, definitely a guy to be watching out for. Um, the Senators goaltending situation is brutal. Uh, I keep, keep hoping that someone's going to, going to take hold of the reins. Uh, and I keep streaming both Corpus Allo and Forsberg and, uh, they both just keep shit in the bed. Uh, Anton Forsberg had a really good game, uh, in a win, uh, a couple nights ago. And then last night just absolutely got, got destroyed, uh, by the Vancouver Canucks. I got pulled in the first period. Um, after the Canucks took a five, nothing lead, they had to throw Corpusello back in. Um, I keep thinking Forsberg is the, is the guy, uh, going forward, but, uh, anytime he gets any type of momentum, he just has a game like that. And they're just like, no, we can't trust you. So, um, super unfortunate there, but yeah, Ottawa, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on in the water there, but things are not, things are not good. Sam Urson has been rotating with Carter Hart. Um, since Hart's been back, they've kind of been close to 50, 50 and Urson's been pretty good. The, the flyers have been hot. Um, and, uh, Urson has been, has had comparable numbers to Carter Hart, um, this year. So, um, if he is still available in your leagues, I'd definitely be, be jumping on Sam Urson. Uh, although not a ton of volume, but, um, he's definitely stealing starts from Carter Hart this year. Uh, Tristan Jari had just another tough start last night. Four goals against in the first period. Uh, Alex Nedeljkovic has been really great this year. He's kind of, um, he's found his game again after having a couple dreadful years in Detroit. Uh, he has a 924 on the season and uh, played really well in relief of Jari. The The Penguins actually almost came back and won that game against Washington last night. Um, and then the other night against the Islanders, he's top 37 of 38 for the win. Um, you'll wonder if, uh, Nedeljkovic gets a bit of a stretch. They, they did play him, uh, after Jari lost, uh, seven, nothing to the Leafs, uh, a few weeks ago, they did give Ned, uh, a, a, I mean, essentially a week of work, um, and, uh, gave Jari a break. So you wonder if, uh, the trust is, is fluctuating with Tristan Jari because he's been wildly inconsistent. Um, Capo Kakinen has actually been pretty good for the San Jose Sharks this year. We've talked a lot about Mackenzie Blackwood, but Kakinen's actually had a positive goal save above expected in, in San Jose, which is incredible because their defensive metrics are are awful. So the fact that he is is outperforming uh uh is performing better than than average there is is outstanding um so that's uh, that's pretty cool I, I i mean i i don't think that he's a long-term zero g guy um san jose's situation is is pretty dire um and i imagine they're gonna probably even trade some of their assets at the deadline kakinen included potentially um but he is uh, um He's definitely a guy that you could spot start here and there. Joey Decord, 919 on the season, 59% roster now. Uh, seems to be the starter in Seattle. Uh, Joel Hofer uh, has played really well lately, so I, I would be keeping an eye on the St. Louis situation uh, to see if they um, start leaning towards him. Uh, we kind of, we're fi- the fantasy hockey community, we're kind of feeling at the start of the year like Hofer might take Bennington's job this year uh, just because Bennington's been so bad um, for for quite a few years now and Hofer played pretty well in limited time last year um, and has really looked like, like a guy that's on the rise. Um, But he struggled to start the year, but he's starting to find his game. So, so definitely keep an eye on that Hofer situation. Um, St. Louis allows a ton. So he's going to make a lot of saves, even, even if he loses. So uh, definitely a guy to be keeping an eye on Martin Jones getting back to back starts in Toronto, had a shutout against his former team in LA uh, the other uh, last night uh, looked outstanding. The Leafs looked great overall last night. Um, probably one of the better games that I've seen them play this year. Um, and uh, they called up Dennis Hill to be. You thought he might get a start on the second half of a back-to-back, but they are going with Martin Jones tonight against Anaheim. Um, they're playing some weak teams going forward. You've got the the Ducks and then two games against the Sharks. So um, I... I I like that situation for Martin Jones for sure. So if he's still, if he's still on your waiver wire, he was sub 50% rostered uh, earlier today. Um, Definitely be picking him up because uh, he seems to be the guy until wool comes back. Hunter Shepard is also back 
in the lineup. We talked about him getting a start earlier in the year where he played marginally well. Uh, he's losing to the Devils tonight. He's allowed four goals on 20 shots. With Charlie Lindgren out, he is a guy that to be keeping an eye on in terms of spot starts. Um, yeah, maybe maybe not the most ideal situation, but uh, um, he's he's a name. He's a name to keep an eye on. All right, so um, let's go to Hutch versus last week's verdict. It actually wasn't last week because Blake and I did our uh, did a show last week where we we didn't actually address um, address this contest. But uh, the week before, uh, Craig Smith from the Five O Fantasy Hockey Taxi Squad podcast and of Apples and Genos for, uh, writer for the Apples and Genos website, he is back, baby. So keep an eye out for his articles on the website there. Um, I picked Scott Wedgwood. He picked James Reimer. Wedgwood edged out edged out Reimer um, over that stretch. It was a small sample size, but Wedgwood played two games. Reimer played one. Uh, and Wedgwood got slightly more points than James Reimer. Um, so I, uh, my season series lead has now been extended to six to two against my opponents. So because I'm going solo tonight, I asked for a zero G pick from Nate Grootnibling himself. And his pick was af- the aforementioned Martin Jones. It, it is a great pick. He's going with quality over quantity. Um, over the stretch uh, from from this Thursday to next Tuesday, he has two games against the San Jose Sharks. I like his chances there. Um, so definitely, um, I mean, those are the only two games the Leafs play. So um, I'm going to have to go with quantity here. So I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Sam Erson. He is um, probably not going to get all three starts for Philly, but they are playing the Blue Jackets, the Flames, and the Pittsburgh Penguins, so not not the strongest of opponents, uh, and Philly's been really solid this year, so uh, I could see Urson get getting two of three. We'll see. Um, he, he, he's been starting a fair bit lately, but I, 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 there's, uh, there's not actually that many great situations right now uh, in terms of in terms of zero G of guys that are sub 50% rostered. It seems like a lot of these guys that are, that are running hot or, or um, uh, getting, getting a little bit more, more start shares um, are getting snapped up. Alex Lyon's still there. He's 32% rostered. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, like Marc-Andre Fleury is up to 63%. He was going to be my guy, but I think, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Sam Erson here. I'm, I'm going to bet on the flyers, the wagon, the Philadelphia Flyers. All right, let's go to the hockey hotline. That's our mailbag segment. I'm going to take a few questions for the mailbag here uh, from the Discord. If you are interested in getting your questions heard or answered on the podcast, definitely keep an eye out um, for... Uh, definitely jump into the Discord and keep an eye out for a message um, uh, or a mailbag call in the content team mailbag channel. So... Kells Primer 18 asks, what's up with Montour? So yeah, Montour has no points in his last four games. Um, he he kind of heated up for a little bit in terms of in terms of getting points um, over the last uh, little while and then has kind of since cooled off. I'm looking at the last five games. It, he's still right at the top of the league in, in uh, individual underlying numbers. Fifth in individual scoring chances, four per 60 amongst defensemen. Uh, over the last five games, uh, ninth in individual Corsi four per 60 and um, 28th in shots per 60. So shots aren't getting through as much, but he's still still generating chances himself in terms of on ice numbers. Yeah, he's right at the top of the league there, too. So he's still doing Brandon Montour things. He's still playing for Florida, still playing on power play one. Not concerned about Brandon Montour at all. I think we just need to uh, we need to get used to the fact that he's not going to be putting points up every night. He's probably not going to score at a 75 point pace, uh, but he's going to still be a premium defenseman on your team. Uh, I'm not concerned about Brandon Montour at all. All right, Danzler Plaster asks, "How am I supposed to win my league now if I entrusted my soul with having the Thompson Hill tandem?" Please provide me with advice and also sacrifice something or someone in my honor. Well, my thought would be, uh, I mean, don't entrust, uh, <laughs> don't don't go with goalie tandems. Um, I mean, 
Aiden Hill is hurt. Uh, Logan Thompson has struggled a little bit um, since he's he's taken the reins with with Hill down. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, don't spend draft capital. You probably didn't have to spend a ton on those two. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's why we go zero G right um so that it, if you have a guy that's struggling you can just move off of him and pick up a guy like sam erson uh, like i mentioned before or a, a guy like alex lyon martin jones um nico dawes uh, i mean you don't have to stay with these guys obviously you probably have hill on the ir right now so um yeah i mean uh my thought would be just move on tactical b223 says ovechkin uh ovechkin's fucking going again he's back baby um i mean we his his numbers have have taken a dip this year in terms of underlying numbers um but not not uh, it's not proportional to the dip that he's taken in terms of points but uh he uh seems to be back uh he's he's got a couple points tonight again so um really excited for ovechkin moving forward i think he's gonna have a banger of a second half of the season um patty asks tristan jari has been losing stars he's been great and then he absolutely shits the bed time to move on uh i mean i don't know that it's time to move on yet uh i think if you see nadelkovich like i mentioned before taking um taking more of the starts away if it starts to be like a straight tandem uh or if if nadelkovich actually gets gets uh, a a few more starts i think that in terms of performance lately nadelkovich has been more consistent so uh, it wouldn't be super surprising to see him starting to get more starts then i think maybe you're 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 looking to um to move on from Jari, but Jari, Jari is, is locked up long-term. Like they've, they've kind of, they've committed to this guy and he has been pretty solid overall this year. It's just been, he's had some real stinkers. Uh, and it seems like it's, it's starting to happen a little bit more frequently. So um, I don't know. I, I would definitely be, I would be patient with Jari, but definitely keep an eye out um, for uh, in terms of that deployment. I really got screwed uh, in the leagues that I have Tristan Jari uh, that week where he didn't play, there was one where I didn't keep track of um, my minimum goaltender starts, and uh, I ended up losing uh, the week because of it. Uh, I, I got five points taken off of. Uh, uh, I, I yeah, it was I got five points taken off um, after the week finished, um, and I had a surprise loss instead of a, instead of a win. So uh, that was super unfortunate. So there's a question from New Feeds here uh, asking about uh, my ex- asking about experience with Yahoo Public Prize Leagues. Um, I would probably ask Blake because he's in BC. I'm in Ontario as well, so not I can't really answer that. I don't really have any experience with that. So um, so that would be that would definitely be a question for for somebody else in the Discord or for or for Blake. Uh, VV or Mike in brackets ask category lead category head to head league goals assists pims. Power play points plus minus shots on goal. Um, is Kane a sell currently buried on third line? That's that's his first question. And then second question: Kevin Fiala is on the third line in practice? Question mark question mark. Uh, yeah, I mean I don't like that situation for Kevin Fiala. Um, they were mix mixing the lines around last night. Trevor Moore was actually up on the top line partway through the game and replaced Adrian Kempe. I haven't looked at these lines yet, so I'll, I'll take a look here quickly. Yeah, it looks like they're sticking uh, with the lines of practice that they were they were going with last night in Toronto partway through the game. So Moore is actually on the top line, so that's huge for Trevor Moore. Uh, Kempe demoted um, down to a line with Dubois and Laferriere. Um, I mean, I don't know that Fiala is technically on the third line, quote-unquote. Uh, Kaliev has, has actually been moved out of the lineup. He was a healthy scratch last night, and he looks like the extra forward in practice there. Um, he was playing on a line with Deneau and Moore, um, so I don't know. I think I think uh, it, it's really a 2A, 2B uh, line situation. Um, but yeah, don't don't love the Fiala um, is is with uh, with a couple of grinders out there. So uh, I I don't expect for that to uh, for that to hold for too long. So I w- I wouldn't be too concerned about Fiala. Um, in terms of Evander Kane, I, I mean I'm not really a big proponent of selling low. So right now his value is very low. Um, I don't see him sticking on the third line i think warren fogel um 
getting getting really hot <laughs> uh the last little bit uh definitely uh is a factor but yeah i think i think kane will probably end up end up higher in the lineup at some point this year so i wouldn't i don't think selling low is really a great idea for vander kane palpatus asks what's your draft strategy in rounds nine through 13 i find that there aren't many forwards at that point that i'm into and by then my decor is mostly filled out so i end up dropping my dropping my picks in that range we draft 22 players total. Uh, yeah, so so this is um, this is interesting. Obviously, every draft is different, but um, I typically try to fade centers. So this would be this would be a time when I'd I'd start um, getting some value on centers. There's typically some some pretty good value at this point. Um, uh, this year, you could get guys like Evgeny Malkin in this range. Um, it's also also a time when I would consider taking a goalie if there's a good enough value. Um, I I think round 10 was the earliest that I took a goalie this year, but I have waited considerably longer than that. Um, so yeah, I think there were, there were situations where I found a guy like Thatcher Demko in the 10th round, um, where, uh, I didn't like the forwards that were available there. And also I'm definitely a guy that, especially in points leagues, um, I like to, to, um, I like to short my D for the early for the most part. Um, just that value over replacement is, is definitely a factor. Um, and it makes a huge difference. Uh, the, the leagues where I, I drafted D early, I'm, I'm doing the best in for sure. Obviously it varies, but yeah, th- th- this is typically where I take my centers um, and then think about taking a goalie. But I, I do still think that there are some guys in this range. Um, and this is, this is also a spot where I would start reaching on players that I value a little bit higher. Um, just uh, because I play in more, I play in some pretty competitive leagues, and I know that there's guys that are in on on guys that I'm uh, that I'm interested in that maybe maybe the general pop- population aren't uh, uh, aren't as high on. So uh, that's when I'd start to reach as well. So yeah, definitely fade centers. Um, that's where I'd pick up centers, start thinking about a goalie, and then yeah, that that's pretty much it there. Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, Sony asks, do I keep Vetrano and wait for him to make points or drop? Uh, just traded Larkin for Kyle Connor, as I have Crosby Norris Shifley at center. Is this a good trade or not at all? That's a great trade, in my opinion. Um, I think uh, getting a winger for a center and also Kyle Connor, I think, is just uh, he's producing at a, at a lot at a level that is is considerably higher than Dylan Larkin this year uh, and is more sustainable. So I, I I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of that trade. I'm I'm surprised that you were able to make that work. Um, and uh, with a depth at center, it makes total sense. So so good on you for for making that work. Uh, Frank for Toronto. Um, it really depends on the on your league settings. I think that um, he does a lot peripherally. He gets a ton of shots. He, he gets hits. He even gets blocks, like a, a decent amount of blocks for a forward. So in a bangers cats, he definitely still has a lot of value, but I mean, I would, I, I don't, I don't hate dropping for Toronto at this point. I think he's definitely a fringe, a fringe guy, but, uh, and he hasn't been producing the same way that he has at the start of the year, obviously, like we all saw negative regression coming, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it's totally up to you, and it really depends on your league settings, like I mentioned. Uh, Sean asked, Tim Stutzla rocking a 7% shooting percentage, similar shots per game, and more second assists than primary. Last year was 3-2 to two primary to secondary. Is this a wasted year, or, or do we have hope for a turnaround? Definitely not a wasted year. Definitely you have hope for a turnaround. Obviously, it's stinky in Ottawa right now, as I mentioned before. But yeah, he's, I mean, he's got a 7% shooting percentage. So this guy's going to turn around uh, at some point. He's too good for that. And in terms of secondary to primary assists, um, Nate's talked about it before, but um, he uh, he did a study not too long ago where uh, to try uh, to try and look at um, secondary assist rates and um, whether um, someone with a, with a lot of secondary assists uh, one year, if, if there's any correlation to to a point 
uh, to an assist drop off uh, the next year or point drop off. Um, and there, there really wasn't. Uh, he said there was more likely for uh, the secondary assists to turn into primary assists and, and kind of fluctuate year to year. So, um, so d- I wouldn't look at at the second assist to primary assist ratio um, as closely or, or hold as much weight to that. Um, obviously, the uh, it's it's one study, so it doesn't necessarily mean that that uh that it's not a factor but uh there uh i mean he used a, a pretty decent sample size and it, it was a it was a pretty good study so uh definitely something to, to keep in mind corbin dallas asks is michael bunting a sell high candidate he's been on a bit of a heater especially with the power play one deployment so carolina's power play has actually been the hottest in the league since uh they came back from uh the christmas break uh michael bunting has been playing on pp1 and yeah he has been on a heater he's a point per game in his last nine games um so yeah definitely definitely turning things around a little bit this year uh after a really slow start this season still not getting a ton of ice time um and at 5v5 his his deployment is not great still yeah like he only played 11 15 against the new york rangers the other night so yeah i mean definitely a sell high candidate if, if you can find a buyer um i'm still not sure that he's really done enough uh for long enough uh to to move the needle in terms of a trade but yeah if you can sell michael bunting right now i definitely would because he's a guy that you probably picked up on the off the waiver wire um and uh yeah i mean if you could find if you can find uh someone that watches a lot of toronto maple leaf hockey um that's a name that that they're going to recognize so um yeah i think that uh michael bunting uh if you can if you can make it work uh, to get someone of higher value i i definitely would do that so Wick uh, kind of tags on to Patty's question earlier about Tristan Jari and him losing starts. Um, he's asking about Carter Hart. Wondering this for him and Carter Hart. Picked up the cord to stream, but holding in case I drop Jari and Hart or Hart over him. Yeah, so that's that's a tough situation. So so like I mentioned, Sam Erson stealing starts from Hart. Um, Jari and Hart were both guys that that at the start of the season we, we expected to be volume starters. There just haven't been a ton of volume starters this year um really the top the top end guys like um i mean vasilevsky since he's been back uh you talk about shesterkin um even sorokin's been sharing the net a little bit more than 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 we had expected going into the season so i mean it's tough joy decord um he's absolutely a hold right now um but yeah i i definitely be keeping an eye on both the pittsburgh and philly situations because um I mean, quite frankly, Jerry and Hart are being are being outplayed at least in the last little bit. So, um, the Urson and Nadelkovich have both been earning starts. So, so if uh, if the coaches uh, decide to reward them moving forward, um, definitely, uh, you're definitely going to want to uh, uh, potentially move off of Jerry or Hart. The nice thing about about uh, Tristan Jerry and Carter Hart is that you probably didn't pay a ton of draft capital for them um jari probably a little bit more than Hart, so uh that's that's a slightly more difficult situation but uh i mean i wouldn't be i wouldn't be heartbroken to drop to drop carter Hart uh for someone that's that's getting a little bit more and i think joey decord definitely has more value than than him at this point because uh, he just seems to be the only guy that can play play goal in in seattle right now unless they decide to start playing chris dreger because he's been pretty solid um but uh, but for now it seems like decord's the guy uh, thoughts on Tolvan in this from Barks uh, was just dropped in my league. He seems to be getting dropped a little bit more. Uh, obviously, I mentioned Seattle doesn't have a very good schedule. So, um, uh, I mean, definitely worth uh, taking a look at, though, because he, he fills the categories. Uh, he's been getting ice time this year, which is which is really nice. He's top line, top power play. Like, top line, I mean, he, he's on the line that gets the most 5v5 minutes. Um, you a lot of people consider it the third line uh, with Bjorkstrand and, and Yanni Gord, but uh, I, I mean he's cooled off in terms of his point production, um, but he's he's still doing the thing. He he had two points in the Winter Classic. Um, he gets uh, he he has a nice peripheral floor because he hits and he blocks. He like he he's had he's low key had uh, a, a really good season in terms of in terms of blocks for a forward this year um and uh yeah gets a ton of hits so he fills the statistical categories 
um, has a nice peripheral floor. So that, that's definitely a guy that, that I would be considering uh, picking up and maybe using a little bit of fab on. And he's a guy that I actually picked up in the cupful um, just because it's a deeper league. And um, I think that he holds a little bit of value and could potentially be a hold for the rest of the season. So, um, uh, I mean, a, a fringe guy for sure, but, that, but he's, he's get in the realm of, of potentially being a hold. And the last question I'm going to take is from Poppy. He asks, how does Nachushkin moving down to line two affect his value? Do you think he'll move back up eventually? I do think he'll move back up eventually, but it does affect his value quite a bit. Um, I think we've seen earlier in the year that that Nachushkin, um, when he's not, uh, when when he hasn't been paired uh, with better players, um, his production has dipped and he struggled. He struggled to, to find production. Maybe he's turning a corner um, in terms of his individual uh, his individual production and, and his play driving. But I, I think that, I mean, he's still playing on power play one. So that, I mean, it's not, I don't think he's going to fall off the map, but I also, uh, like I mentioned, I, I'm not too concerned about him being down on, on, on line two. Uh, again, you got drawn Jonathan drew and on line one right now. Like that's, I mean, I don't believe in that guy at all. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Nchushkin moving back on, on that top line uh, sooner rather than later. All right, that's all I've got for today. Please re- leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you to those who already have. It's helped us a lot with our audience growth. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to hit 1,000 subscribers by the end of the season. Um, we are well on our way. And like I said, I know this is an audio-only podcast, this specific one. Um, but if you if you uh, are typically someone that listens uh, to the audio feeds and don't necessarily aren't necessarily into the video, um, just just give us a subscribe anyways on the YouTube channel. It helps with our numbers and it helps uh, it helps uh, helps us grow a little bit more. Uh, also, if you like our content, check out the Apples and Genos Patreon to support us on a monthly basis. Hop into the Apples and Genos Discord server. We're having lots of discussions about fantasy hockey in there. And if you have fantasy hockey questions for any of us or for anyone else. Um, really great way to get those answered and whenever there's a mailbag call and and you want to get your question read and answered on the podcast uh definitely a good place to be to be there um shout outs to the band they're there for providing our music their spotify link is in the episode description follow us on x nate is at apples genos blake is at blake creamer ag and i'm at just joshin 401 and before i go follow me on threads i'm just joshin ag on threads um, it's my New Year's resolution to spit out more content on threads and on Twitter, uh, but mostly on threads because, you know, there's a bit of an untapped fantasy hockey market there. We got Mike Amato that's kind of dominating it right now. Um, but the, yeah, uh, there's not a lot of people that are moving over there. So it's kind of an untapped market. So I, I'm trying to to get a little bit more of a following over there. So so uh, give me a follow there. I'm trying to uh, trying to get out a, as much as much content as I can. Please practice safe stats and happy streaming. Have a good one, folks.